greetings to our POTUS Shield family of watchmen, warriors, and worshipers. I'm Frank Amedia, and I want to begin a segment of very small briefs with you as we now head into 90 plus days into the election. That, of course, isn't our only driving force because we're going to be continuing on after this election. God has spoken. We believe it. We've believed it since before the last presidential election. We believe it now. We've seen a series of events that the Lord has foretold that I have shared with you, publicly published them, going back to right after the election on November 9th again, and up to present time. We see now that we're in the throes of a mighty, mighty conflict, not only just about an election, but it's literally the throes of the Spirit of Christ versus the Spirit of Antichrist. We are in those days of Elijah now, where the Holy Spirit is stitching into the mantles of God's people who will respond to the call to prepare to prepare for the way of the Lord. We are preparing. Some are jumping out now and saying they are preparing the way. Uh, maybe they are. In my spirit, I sense we still need to prepare. I fear that if we jump in too fast without our mindset, without unity, without strategy, that we will find ourselves overwhelmed. We are born in an hour where we must be prepared to overcome. Yes, by the blood of the Lamb. That's established. That's adjudicated in the throne of heaven already but also by the word of our testimony. And this testimony must be alive and fresh and for the present time. I think back about the kingdom shift when David was taking the kingdom from Saul. And it says that many men and their families, of course, they were summoned to that place, that remote place called Ziklag. And they began to come together for a single purpose, but they came with different gifts they had different weapons. They were equipped prophetically and physically to do what God had called to do in that time for a major shift in the kingdom to establish the Davidic kingdom, the throne from which our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ came. We saw the shift again with Elijah, and we saw that Elijah himself was beginning to move out in an area that was opposing the false prophets of that day and that hour, and calling to accountability a kingdom which had gone stray. We saw that he called out the prophets of Baal, and he called out Jezebel. And yet he was wise enough to know that his time had come, and he anointed Elisha, anointed him with his own declaration of faith. Elisha crying out for a double portion because he knew that he would need it to be able to sustain. And then we have John the Baptist. John came preaching a message of repentance, and by the grace of God, we hear the clarion message of repentance going out throughout this nation and throughout the earth. And these are the beginning of birth pains to prepare to prepare the way of the Lord. I believe in awakening and a revival, but I'm not going to rely upon that. What we need to rely upon is that we are first and foremost reviving ourselves in the Lord with a commitment and a fervor and a courage to go forth and do what must be done. And so we sit in a very, very peculiar time. 
I made some notes as I was writing some things, and I'd like to share from those with you for a moment that the tension between the operation of religion and faith in society and the power and the tendency of government systems to restrict the influence of religious faith in a nation, no matter what its political system might be, this is evidenced throughout the history of civilization. It's not new. And we are experiencing in this nation and what is manifesting throughout the world now what we have seen historically and biblically since the beginning of time. In fact, it's as old as the epic of good and evil, the spirit of Christ and Antichrist, woefully man's treason against the order of creation. I'm not going to take time to prove any of this at this moment. It's a fact. Those of us who are wholly committed to the kingdom of God, we understand that we are now in an epic challenge. And if you're born today, I firmly believe that you've been called to help to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. The Messiah is coming. And we must expect that our morals that are grounded in our faith and in the law of eternal God put us against a code of the world that is not going to accept who you are and what you believe in. We must resist the evil kingdom. We must resist the overwhelming world system. And we must overcome our own flesh for fear, our own flesh for comfort, our own flesh for being ignorant, or in some ways as woefully as we might say, simply just resting. We are a chosen generation, and we are called to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. We have also entered into a period of apostasy here on earth now. I proclaimed back in May that I had sensed from the Lord that that time of the spirit of delusion being leashed on the earth was upon us, and that it would manifest with some stark lawlessness, and little did I know that the following day that George Floyd would be murdered in front of the eyes of the world, and that within three days after that, we would have protests, many that were well-intended, peaceful, crying out for justice, but also joined in by those who have a completely different agenda. And we found cities on fire. We found protests and businesses being destroyed and people being killed and injured. And then it has grown now into where this lawlessness is completely against law and order. Such crazy contradictions as to defund police. And then we find out that there's a cause that has been lifted up. Within that cause, some good ideas, some good people. Racial injustice must be dealt with no matter where it is and how it is. And yes, in this country. And yes, in our cities. Yes, in our schools. However, it's been wrapped in a different flavor. It's been wrapped in a different covering. And hidden within there is a mission statement and an agenda to denuclearize the family. Beloved, if indeed we are at that time that Malachi called for, in chapter 4, verse 6, that he would send Elijah the prophet, that spirit of Elijah, coming upon us to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers, then we understand that core 
to this move of God to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord right now. An essential theme and characteristic, a mystery revealed to us by the words of the prophet of the heart of the Father himself is the heart of the Father. So do we find it odd that this mission statement of Black Lives Matter attacks the nuclear father of the family, promotes a transgender ideology, declares that there needs to be a complete displacement and replacement, transformation, they use the word, of the family, calling out to people within it with Marxist terms of comrade and saying that it will be done one way or the other, violence if it must be, however it's done, but to achieve that, that ultimate end. And displacing wealth, distributing it, all Marxist tendencies. But let's not lose sight that it is against the heart of the father. No mention of the male, no mention of the fatherhood, no mention of the children to the fatherhood. In fact, we see a Jezebel spirit exposed in it, saying that it all relates to putting those power and those vested sources and resources of creation into different alignments. So we see opposing the heart of the Father against the heart of the anti-Father, the heart of Christ against the heart of the anti-Christ, fouling the very Word of God in different ways. We're told of the parable of the fig tree, and we understand that when we saw all of these things coming upon the earth, that we should become excited and agitated that the Lord is preparing to return. Albeit, beloved, He is. So now here we find ourselves racing against time, loving our country, but we should be loving our God more. And we understand that God has shown us very clearly some choices to be made, not only in this country, but throughout the world. And beloved, the first choice that needs to be made is the one that you and I make, and that is whom shall we serve? What shall we say? What shall we do? How shall we do it? When shall we do it? The Lord gave me some scriptures as we were coming online, and He was speaking to me through those prophets that He had called of old and of now. And the essence of it is that we need to call our minds to action. We need to understand what the plan of God is and to execute it for the kingdom of God in this hour and in this time. So for now, I'm going to ask you that we shall be those that are going to stir up the pot. We're going to be those who are going to strengthen the power of our might in Christ. We're going to be those that begin to declare more often and begin to publicly make our statements. We are going to be those who call what is light, light, and what is dark, dark. Good, good, and evil, evil. So, to bring this to present time, we have just experienced something that I did not think that we would come to as quickly as we have here in this country. Friday night, just when it was assumed that something being released would get lost in the news cycle over the weekend, our Supreme Court gives a ruling, 5-4, broken by Chief Justice Roberts again, that the governor of Nevada was within his rights to suppress the assemblage of churches of 50 or more people. 50 or less, okay, 
but then again, not really specifying. However, it was okay and is okay for casinos to have up to 50% of their capacity, which could be thousands of people. Restaurants to 50% of their capacity, which there's some large restaurants in Nevada, could be hundreds of people. But churches, 50 or less. All based again upon the fact that somehow the assemblage of churches is going to help to continue the spread of a virus. Interestingly enough, the same mentality is going on in California. And there, that governor said, no churches can meet. And just a couple weeks before that, the waters were tested and said, you should not be worshiping or singing in churches because particles come out of your mouth. As if our Lord didn't know that when we praise Him that particles come out of our mouth. And so we see that there's something afoot, and it is targeted against the body of Christ, against churches, against assemblies, because we know that when we come together, we have power. But beloved, we should be crying out both on the basis of our faith, that Jesus Christ is the head of the church, not a governor, and not Chief Justice Roberts, and certainly not four liberals whom we don't have any idea what they believe or don't believe in because it changes with the wind and the political scenes. Let me read to you the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridge the freedom of speech or of the press or the rights of peaceable assembly and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. So, the assemblage of religion, of churches, is being suppressed. But so-called protests, now going over 60 days in Portland with violence, violence in the streets, you can count on it with the ticks of a clock every night, police being attacked, anyone in the area being attacked, innocent people being injured, and people that come with a purpose to overthrow this government, to overthrow the standards that we believe in in our democratic process, are permitted to come together with no threat, with no restrictions about a virus because of the First Amendment. But that same First Amendment is now being distorted, and here's what's most frightening about it. There is no other court to go to. That's the high court. That's the Supreme Court of this land. Beloved, we need to speak out. Now, let me shift gears very quickly, and I'm going to wrap this up, and I'm going to follow this with a succession of messages. I'm just laying some foundation here for us. We're going to be very active now, coming forth into the election cycle, because the Lord has said to me, as He said to Ezra, He said, go do what you must do. I'm with you now. And so we need to come to prayer. I firmly believe there's going to be something, something, a shift in September. As I shared with you in the past, the Lord showed me a prophetic thumb and finger pulling President Trump out of quicksand. And he is in quicksand right now, but with him is everything which is our hope of overturning the bad laws of the land. We need one or two more appointments, certainly one. We've known that since November 9th. We need another Supreme Court justice to replace 
a liberal justice, that we have a hope of overturning abortion in this land, that we have a hope of beginning to uphold again the constitutional rights, the conservative rights, and construct the Constitution back to where it's supposed to be, but more so to uphold our rights of belief here in this land. And so we need to hold on to that and believe that that is an assignment that God put upon this man. And it's never become more dramatic to us than it has now. Two wasn't enough. We need that third, as the Lord has said. And we need to believe it will not happen if there's an opponent that's elected. We must maintain the Senate. If you have the president without the Senate, you will not get the appointments. We must maintain it. There's a siege that's going on against special seats in the Senate. The Lord showed me three towers. And we want to expose that. We want to pray for that. We want to declare that. We want to support it like we're supposed to with the anointing that God has given us as the POTUS shield. We're a formidable force. Even Newsweek printed it. We're a weapon. We're a spiritual weapon. And we need now to rattle those swords. We need now to declare it and shout it to the heavens and to the earth. And we need to stand in that gap now. So I'm calling you to rally forces. I'm calling you that we will pay attention. I promise you I'll be coming to you often. I'll keep them short so that we can pierce into the darkness and be able to accomplish what we need to do. Begin to pray. Pray generously. Pray actively. Be strong and fervent in your prayer for what God is going to do in September that's going to shift everything and get this back in line for this election in November. Remember, votes start getting cast in the end of September, not in November. God is going to intervene. He said it. I believe it. We will see it, but you must pray. We're going to post some prayer points on POTUS Shield. We're going to point out those Senate races that we need to stand for and in those states that we need to stand for. And I'm calling upon our POTUS Shield representative in those states to help us to rally people to pray. The Lord told me that he wants to see 10,000 of us praying on these prayer points all the time. That may not seem like a lot, but typically we end up with four or 5,000. Beloved, we need to at least double that. I need your help. Call people to get involved. Share the word. Send the message. Let us be that force that God has called us to be. Now, there are many different activities going on, and they're all good, and those are my friends. I am supporting them. But there's only one group that God called out on November 9th, and he called it the shield, a prophetic shield, and that's POTUS shield. And the reason for that is that God anoints what he appoints for special purposes. The special purpose for POTUS shield is to be divisive. It's to go right in and divide the light from the dark and declare things with a boldness and a behalf and watch them happen. Beloved, stay tuned. I'm going to be back at you quite often. I'm going to be coming to you with some very specific things. Do get involved. Do visit the website. And do invite some others to get involved with us. If each and every one of you just adds two more people to those that typically follow, we'll be the force that we need to echo and reverberate across. I believe it'll be much more than that because God is going to prove His Word through us. God bless you. God keep you. Lord, we do put this election back in your hands. 
We take it out of the forces of darkness that are trying to suppress it, squeeze it, distort it. We ask you, Father, to let those sayers that are professing the delusion, let them be caught in their own lies and in their own traps and let the truth prevail. We pray, Father, that lawlessness is exposed. We pray, Father, that it is opposed. We thank you, Father, to fire up the pulpits, fire up the pastors, fire up the shepherds, fire up those who are willing to stand and say, I am not afraid and I shall not be quieted. I am not going to buy into the law of a separation of church and state. I believe God is sovereign and we're going to hold on and fight and win. Beloved, the Lord is calling you. He needs you. We need you. We all need to stand right now in this hour. Aside from any denominations, aside from anything in the past, right now, we need to stand in this hour. God bless you. Let's stay in touch. I appreciate your prayers, especially. And I also want you to know, even though I may not know who all of you are, I pray daily, multiple times daily, for the people that God has added to this most special ministry, Shield. God bless you, watchmen, warriors, worshipers. See you soon.